Bhojai used to often say, the Buddha Dhamma is not to be found in moving forwards, nor in moving back, nor in standing still. Or he'd ask the question, if you can't go forwards, you can't go backwards, you can't stand still, where do you go? Where can you go? You know, the thinking mind would say, well, off to the side, or climb a tree, dig a hole. None of those directions are, are valid either. This is important to contemplate. The Buddha Dhamma is not to be found in moving forwards, nor in moving backwards, nor in standing still. It's not about progression, regression, or stasis. The Dhamma is outside of time, a kaliko. It's not bound up with time or with place. We think of ourselves as this person who was born on a particular date, traveling from one place to another, born in England or Germany or Thailand or Sri Lanka, whatever our country of, of birth, traveling from one place to another, Italy, France, Sri Lanka, India, Canada, coming to Amravati. But place, our physical location, is only an aspect of the physical world. Where we are is tied up with this physical body. The world of mind, nama, if you reflect, doesn't have any relationship with physical place. Three-dimensional space, physical location, is only meaningful in terms of this body, rupakanda, the material world. The world of mind has no form, has no rupa doesn't have material substance. So when Lumpur Chara says that the Buddha Dhamma is not to be found in moving forwards and moving backwards or standing still, he's pointing to the root of Dhamma is within the mind, is an aspect of mind. The center of our life is always here. Whether we happen to be located in the USA or Thailand or Sri Lanka, or France, Germany, Italy, life is experienced here. The 
the heart of the universe, of the world, is your heart. It's always at the center of things. Life is experienced here, in this sphere of awareness. So when Lumpo Cha is reflecting in this way, the Buddha Dhamma is not to be found in moving forwards, moving backwards, or standing still. He's talking about letting go of identification with this body, this personality, gains and losses, successes and failures, beginnings and endings. Letting go of time, letting go of past and future. Another comment that he would make is that a summoner, a religious seeker, has no future because the heart is Dhamma. Dhamma is a kaliko, timeless, apparent here and now. The habits of identification are today is Saturday, I've come to the temple, it's 8.35 in the morning, <clears throat> I live at Amravati, I'm here as a guest. I am this person, I'm tall, I'm short, I'm old, I'm young, I'm a woman, I'm a man, I'm healthy, I'm sick. Those are the, the habits of perception. But when the, the mind is directly looked at, it's recognized the mind is not a person. It's not female or male. It's not anywhere. It doesn't come, doesn't go, doesn't stand still. Place doesn't really apply. Age, gender, health and sickness doesn't really apply. The mind is that which is aware of these changing patterns of experience, but it is not them. The mind is not a person. It's not any place. It's aware, it knows, but it's non-personal, non-located. So when Lumpur Cha asks this kind of question, if you can't go forward, you can't go back, you can't stand still, where do you go? The only way the puzzle can be solved is to let go of the habitual ideas of you, me. If the mind is not identified, grasping, three-dimensional space, material form, then going and coming doesn't apply. Appearing, disappearing doesn't apply. As the Buddha said in the Udana, there is that dimension of being, that ayatana, where there's neither a coming nor a going nor a standing still. It has no basis, no support. There's neither a dying nor a reappearance. 
All our usual perceptions are based in terms of coming and going, being somebody, having been there, planning to go somewhere else in the future. These are the habits of perception. As long as they're believed in and identified with, then samsara spins on, birth and death carries on. When the nature of mind is recognized in its essence, awake, non-personal, unlocated, timeless, then the the wheel of births and deaths, comings and goings, is not being identified with, it's not being grasped. The mind is not born into them. If we're looking for rest or ending by the coming to a conclusion of something that has started, waiting for the weekend, waiting for the retirement, waiting for the retreat, waiting for the sitting to be over, waiting for arahantship off in the future, it's going to be a long wait. Because the The ultimate ease, the peace of Nibbāna, is not the ending of something that has started, but rather the heart awakening to its own timeless nature. Already unborn, undying. So cessation is not the ending of something that has started, but rather the non-identification with all beginnings and endings, awakening to the timeless, the unborn, the ajati, amarana, the deathless. The habits of identification are very strong. Being this person, having this age, this story, personal characteristics, plans, responsibilities, loves and hates. They're very compelling, convincing. But if the practice is used wisely, then Every one of those identities, those locations of grasping, identification, can be opened up, explored. Their empty essence can be realized. Every feeling, every memory, every plan, every attitude can be explored, recognized as it actually is. Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta. And when that realization takes shape, 
is fulfilled, in that very moment there's a quality of ease, not waiting for this to be over to get to that, not waiting for this mind state to, to pass on so we can get to that one, not trying to hang on to this so that we'll keep it for later. Make sure we've got it in the future. The mind is not investing in past and future. The Dhamma is ever-present, the Kaligo, timeless. We can take these principles and reflect on them so that when we notice the mind waiting for this to be over, to get to that, you know, that's a lie. It's a delusion. And it says, if I can only get away from this discomfort, then it will be great. We can recognize that. It's a passing delusion. How could the Dhamma not be here and now? So there's no need to wait for this to be over to get to that. We can recognize that urge, me trying to get over there, me passing through time, through space, me trying to get somewhere, get something, be someone. We can recognize that, awaken to that, and use this kind of reflection. Where is there to get to? Who's going to get there? What can be owned once that place is, is arrived at? All these questions illuminate the habits that are already formed within the heart. Me who can get something, me who can go somewhere, me who can be someone, have something. So when we use this way of exploring, where is there to get to? Who's going to get there? What's there to, to have? We use these kinds of inquiry to illuminate the presumptions that the heart is making. And once those are illuminated and clarified, then our own wisdom, our own natural common sense, enables the heart to let go. Who is there to get anywhere? Where is there to get to? Every place is always here. How could anything really be owned? Who is there to own it? The heart relaxes, awakens to its own nature as Dhamma itself. How could the Dhamma gain anything, lose anything, be somewhere else, be some other time? How could it not be perfect and complete here and now? That's its nature. <laughs> 